Hi, I'm Jim. And I'm David. And this is the Practical Guitarist Podcast. The podcast for people who eat, sleep, and breathe guitar. Hey, Dave. Long time no see. How's it going, Jim? Oh, I'm going all right. So yeah. I'm Jim, everybody. Last week, right? <laughs> yeah, I haven't saw, talked to you in a couple of weeks now. Yeah, right? that's it. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. At least not that I can remember. <laughs> you guys, uh, if you guys want to get the whole story, you oh. can uh, drop us a line at uh, practicalguitaristpodcast <laughs> at gmail dot com and ask, and maybe somebody will tell you the truth. Um, <laughs> yeah, I won't anyway. stop. I won't stop Dave from telling you. Anyway, Although it so, is an embarrassing story for me. Yeah, no, it's fine. We won't, we won't, we won't drag you through the mud. It's just like uh, Planet Fitness, which I just joined, so there's no uh, judgment. Planet Fitness, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it, in Planet Fatness. I mean, fitness. <laughs> Planet Fatness. Yeah, that's how I feel. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy. Um, I gained a lot of weight over the last few years, last maybe three or four years, and I'm, I just need to lose some. Need to lose some, so I've, um, I started. I mean, I only, I'm only day two. I'm a little bit sore, obviously, but I'm feeling a lot better. Which, you know, um, while we're on important. the health, while we're on the health thing, yeah, I'm taking probiotics, uh huh, and it is hell on earth. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, it is oh, horrendous. Man. I've only been taking them for about two weeks solid, and it is hell on earth. Like I, oh. if I eat a meal. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm I'm ready to just like go throw up. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I do not yes. envy so, you. So outside so, of that, uh, um, yeah. Any new any new children in the house? No. As far no. as uh, same, gear, ones. Yeah. same ones. Same ones as always. No no new gear either. Okay, so I've got some gear even you don't know about. Yeah. So I got this, which is not a. Uh oh, I'm using the wrong camera. Let me switch cameras. Use the wrong camera, my friend. This is for yeah. This is for you only, but at least uh, tools for your eyes only. Yeah, <laughs> for your eyes only, only for you. Uh, where's my options? I hate Skype. I love me Bond themes, man. Come on, Skype. Love me some Bond themes. Yeah, me too. I clicked two on options, and it took like ten minutes. Video. I need to change my cam. My camera. Change my camera. Oh, it's not giving me the ability to change my camera. Yeah. All right. That's that's all right. Before we. So here it is. Oh no! You got a TU. Was that a three or a two? Can you see it now? It's a TU three. You Brand upgraded. Yeah. You upgraded. Yeah, but I had. So this is my old baby. She finally, after almost twenty years. She finally got out. She finally went out, but I'm keeping her just in case I can get her fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> get her fixed. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, it's really funny. So, and as you know, I um, I poured over a decision of which guitar to add to the collection. Yeah. And made the decision uh, to get a an ESP LTD EC1000 in see-through purple. It's absolutely beautiful. 
Yeah, and, when we talked, uh, we talked about that one. I said the purple was my choice. That was oh, it was, and and you know, as we both looked at the the two purple ones I had available, um, we both decided lay down. We both decided that uh, uh, it was um, the the one with the even uh, stuff on the back. Um, you know, so the fact that it's Purple, I'll tell you, the up close, obviously, just like any other guitar, I think anybody can say this about any guitar they've ever bought, the pictures don't do it justice. Um, it has a, a very, like, the front is light unless you start to turn it and then you get a, a darker right. view, which right. is normal with these see-through finishes, right? Um, it's definitely like a million times lighter than uh, the Les Paul. And, um, the, uh, so there's, there's some things that I have to say really, really, I, I, so I had an ESP LTD EC 1000 in Amber back when they only had two, you get it black and Amber, right, right. Two colors in the beginning. And, uh, the Amber one had Seymour Duncan's and the beauty of that guitar, even back then. They were not Duncan design pickups. They were Duncans. So I think they had a Jazz in the neck and a, Bri a JB Junior in the bridge or a JB in the bridge. Those guitars have always been pretty pricey. I mean, they're always been around a thousand bucks. Well, no, that back then I think I got that for about seven hundred dollars. That was brand yeah, new. Yeah, that that would have been about about par for the course back when they were. Yeah, and that was uh, when they were first introduced. I want to say early two thousand. This was those are those aren't flat tops though, right? Those are carved. No, they're carved. The, one, you, tops, the yeah. one you've got is well, they yeah. did they did do some flat tops, but I think those are EC one hundreds. Yeah, the EC one hundreds are flat tops, and the I think the EC two forty two fifty six or two forty six or something like that's a flat top as well. Then um, the uh, then I went to a um, anyway so I got that a long long time ago I used to play so I had a Swamp Ash Les Paul of all things I want to say it was Swamp Ash it was this weird Les Paul studio and I'm almost a hundred percent sure it was called Swamp Ash and it was only like five hundred bucks. So in, I want to say that was like 2004, 2005. Those were my two main guitars. I also had a, um, had a Strat. Always had a right. Strat. And um, so anyway, it was the one thing that I always found nice about it, but they've, they've made modifications. Unlike, Le, unlike Gibson, who has pretty much stick, stuck with the same body style all this time, the EC-1000 blows the old EC-1000 away. First of all, the cut behind in the heel, that that hard cut in the heel is gone. So you have this very smooth heel, mm -hmm. which I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about another guitar company that has done a lot of these modifications. I'm like, at least, <laughs> yeah, we, I sent you a link earlier this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the heel is much smoother. You've got fret access all the way up to the 24th fret, which by the way they were always 24 fret. Which I always yeah. found weird. It's Les Paul scale, twenty four frets, which pushes the the neck pickup a little bit back. And what makes those it, it makes those those uh, upper three frets or two frets rather, uh, it makes them really really small. Really to play. small, really yeah. small. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you and say that 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 that's a great idea. I think that they should have lengthened the fret or the, lengthened the scale length. I think that's a modification I can see coming in the future. I really can. I, I, yeah, I mean, they could do an EC-1001 that has, right. like, 
or 22 the, frat so DC 1025 where they say okay we're going to the full 25 inch scale or whatever yeah um the other so the other thing is it 25 or 25 and a half I don't it's tw- 25 and a half is fender 25, 25 is is uh prs yeah that's right so um then the other thing that uh i really like so they've changed the pickups um in the so the amber is still a jazz or no the amber is now a um a seymour duncan uh 59, which is like the 59 classics that you get in a Les Paul right. um, and, and in your uh, uh, SG line. And and uh, Seymour Duncan JB still on the bridge. This one, instead of having the JB in the bridge, which I like the JB pickup, they have a custom 5, which is just a little bit hotter than the JB. Now, if you're familiar with the JBs, they're already a little hot. Right. So the, this pickup kicks i mean this thing really really kicks um i'm gonna put a video together this week because um there are no videos online about this guitar none that's interesting do you do you have a so you have a preference for hotter pickups then i like a hot pickup because you can always roll a hot pickup back a little bit we're a complete i'm the complete opposite because i'm like i can always take a quiet pickup and i can boost it yeah but you can Okay, I used to be the same way, which is why I always had a Strat. You could always boost a quieter pickup, right? The problem is that at some point, you run out of boost. You run out, it's just like, um, you know. Oh, some of these modern boost pedals, man, you can get 24 dB of boost. That's like active pickups at that point. I I realize that, but I'm just saying that, that I think for me, at least for my playing style, a, a hotter pickup when I roll back on it a little bit, and this is the thing that people don't like about stuff I like. If I roll back a little bit, guess what happens to the tone? Yeah, I I, I get that effect. The the treble rolls off a little bit. Right. And, right. No, and, and but but see, I'm I'm the guy that wants to get the the um, treble bleed mod and all that, so that I have all the treble in there. Yeah. I don't like I if, if I want my guitar dark. Yep. I'm gonna darken it. To begin with, I'm going to put dark pickups in it. Right. Like, that's kind of how I am. So, right. yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just different strokes for different folks, I guess. My, my whole thing has always been, even with Strat style guitars, actually, Strats are, Strats are the one exception. I want hot pickups in a Strat. And that's because I want to try to get everything at the same kind of gain levels so yep. that I don't have to adapt as much. So right. my S500, which is my Strat style guitar, has pickups that are about as hot as a P90. And I think that for some people, if you take a um strat style pickup okay and you run uh say um a a les paul on the other side on your other channel i think what you wind up with honestly is a um is is a nice balance like if you had two guitars right Mm -hmm. and you run one a little hotter and one's hotter and the other one's a little bit then it really makes for a nice blend of the two guitars together. Sure, and and especially, uh, actually, I would say there's a couple of there's a couple of combinations of guitars and pickups that really work really well. Strat single coils with less Pauls, um, and I I would say Telecasters and SGs go together really well too. But that's that's my own opinion. Anyway, I onward. Yeah, 
And I, you know, one thing that um, uh, I think that we forget, you know, is that just because we like, you don't need 10 guitars, right? Nobody needs 10 guitars. And these days, more and more, I know we want them. I'm laughing because that's what I'm I thinking. <laughs> I see that look on your face. Yeah, everybody looks like an evil genius about to unleash. He looks like Lex Luthor about to un- unleash something on Superman. Yeah, I got hair. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, Lex Luthor wasn't always bald. No. Nope. Um, anyway, so uh, one of the things that, that you know we have to remember is why do we have – different guitars well for some people it's because you're in a cover band and you're covering a lot of different music some people they like to have different guitars for that other people get that out of pedals i like to get it out of pedals i don't tend to to change guitars a lot on stage and sometimes it's almost random i'll just go you know what right now i'm in a mood for this guitar i'm in the mood for that guitar um because really you know a lot of the a lot of that live sound comes from your amp too yeah Um, yeah and your pedal board but we should do it. That's a whole other topic for an episode, man. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> exactly. But my thing is that, you know, a couple of guitars that really balance each other out, they're on either side of the spectrum, is really what you, you know, what most people, I think, really would be best suited with. At least if you ever have two guitars, get yourself some single coils, get yourself some humbuckers. Humbuckers that you like, single coils that yeah. you like, they'll balance each other out. I totally agree. I'm always a I'm always a big guy. If you're gonna if you're gonna do this whole thing, basically, like if you if you need to have three guitars that cover all the bases, what you want to do is you want to get a semi hollow something, right? right? And then you want something with humbuckers and yep. something with single coils. And if you've got those three, you're gonna be able to cover a lot of bases. And especially for like studio players, you'll you'll hear them say things like. You know, you got to have all the options because you That's never right. know what they're going to ask you to play on a track. You know exactly. And if you're a studio guy and you walk in with one guitar, um, you likely you may or may not wind up on the track. But unless you you're in, unless you're a special kind of player like Lee Rittenauer. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, unless you, they get, unless you get all your to total be. variety from your technique. Right. Then you then you got to have some other guitars in the in the cabinet. Right. If you're Lee Rittenauer, that's because they called you to be Lee Rittenauer. They didn't call right. you to be Lee Rittenauer with a different guitar. Or yeah. Right. Hey, 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 Lee, Lee, can you come in and play Stevie Ray Vaughan style? Yeah. Can you come in? We need you to play some Jimmy Page licks. No, <laughs> they, they want you to do Lee, Lee Rittenauer. You know. Yeah. Th- that's the thing. Um. And and that said, anyway, what I was getting at with the ESP, coming back to the ESP 1000 or the LTD 1000 is. Let me tell you, workmanship, the the finish is flawless. The guitar is flawless, literally flawless. I I looked for something bad to say. I'm going to say all the good things, and I'm going to find the bad thing I found. The thing that I found negative, which everybody's (laughs) going to say the same thing that I'm going to say when I get done with it. (laughs) So the binding, pristine. All uh, there's no there's no glue where it shouldn't be. All the binding is right. All the all the stains are right. Everywhere is the stains are nice and even. The grains are even in the woods. The book match is great. Um, the guitar itself 
plays incredibly. All I had to do was tune it up, and it was done. It was, it was set up. Now, of course, this came from Sweetwater, which has the 55-point inspection. Yeah, but, but I mean, they can't, they're not going to be able to check for wood imperfections and stuff like that. They get right. they get what they get shipped. You Correct. Know? But the one thing I can say is, so I have an uncle who has a place, um, who has a store in upstate New York. I'd like to get him on. I completely forgot about him, you know, as far as people to talk to. But anyway, um, so he was telling me, I, I told him I got a new guitar, and he said, yeah, when we get those in, we don't have to do anything to them. Yeah. We tune them up and hang them on, a, on the hanger. That simple. Heard the same thing about the PRSSE line. Yep, yep. So. Yeah, so, and I'm going to go to another guitar company about that in a minute because it, um, another guitar company that I was talking about. Um, anyway, as you know, I was kind of tossed between, a, um, I was actually looking at what, a, a 72 Thin line, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the direction I went. And I am very, very happy with the guitar. It cleans up nicely. It, it um takes off nicely i'm i can't say enough good about it yeah so you're talking about getting rid of that blue uh les paul studio i've heard yeah i'm thinking about selling the les paul studio and possibly getting another one of these now the other thing um the, i gotta mention the bad thing so when the when the vault when all the controls are all the way up you know the little um uh set screw that they have to keep them onto the, on yeah. the post they don't line up and oh. i'm i am so I'm looking at them at one point of this way because they don't have like markings on them, like zero through ten. Right. So it's just you just roll them all the way up, all the way down. And they, yeah, that's how my my guitars are. Yeah. So I've got to line them all up. I've got to undo. Sets yeah, I, you're gonna get your OCD out. <laughs> I probably yeah. won't. But that does. When I look at it, I go, "Oh, those things don't line up." Just, just put a little tape arrow on the top, and you'll never care again. There you go. I'll I'll make it look like there's one. You 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 know. I don't think your audience is going to notice that, Jim. That, no. That's the more important thing. I, so let's yep. let's talk about that other uh, wonderful piece of engineering that's coming out that every other podcast is talking about right now, but oh, we well, need to talk about it anyway. Well, while we're talking about guitars that come in great, let's talk about a guitar that I have heard a few different places talk about. So you know the Guitar Center is now carrying Chapman. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, so I've been – Watching this podcast slash YouTube thing from RNA Music. That's Romeo yep. November Alpha Music. All right, they're in deep in the heart of Texas. Two fabulous people that do that podcast and uh, and YouTube channel. Um, and uh, the lo Lollies, Law. Yeah, I want to say Lollies, Lar Lars, Lollies. I think that's their last name. Anyway, they're they're two oh. wonderful people. They're 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 great folks. Um, I highly recommend listening to them. Watching yeah, their podcast is pretty good. So, yeah. um, anyway, they were talking about why they stopped carrying Chapmans, and it's the exact opposite reason as what we just talked about with the ESP LTDs. The the um, they would get them in, and a lot of times they had to do work on them because there was no QC QA when they got into the states, and they had to do a lot of work. The problem was not only that they had to do work, but because they had to do work on them. Guess what parts they couldn't get? They, they couldn't, couldn't get bridges. They couldn't get uh, pickups and electronic stuff and basically anything that was factory on the guitars. Right, right. So because there's no American distribution center for parts for Chapman guitars yet. So there's yeah, some or no British distribution center for parts either. So. That's what that's what they made the point of. I think I sent you that, right? 
Yep. So that was that was their point. So Riff City, I guess, has been carrying them. But I guess Riff City might maybe they buy parts in bags. I don't. Know. Riff City is somehow in bed with Andertons. Uh, they so. are definitely. I've seen him, Riff City guy, on Andertons channel before. So they are definitely and and vice versa. And yep. every time every time one of those guys is hooked up with with Andertons comes over to the states, they're visiting Riff City in Minnesota. So there's yep. some sort of collusion there. I don't know whether they're business partners or what. Yeah. Um, but that being said, uh, one other thing that I wanted to point out about the, uh, I guess it's RSA Guitars, their, their YouTube channel, um, in their video where they were talking about Chapman, they did have another good point, and this and this points to a lot of why you see the same brands in mom and pop stores, but they're different brands than what you see in the bigger stores, and that is, there's a lot of money that goes out the door to buy instruments and bring them in. That's right. And in their case, they're ordering from Chapman, and it might take them seven or eight months to get a guitar in. That's right. So they order it, they put the money out, and then they wait. Right. And that means they've got all this capital tied up in it. So, yep. I mean, it's not to their advantage to carry a guitar company. I don't care how good the guitars are if right. the demand is So let's say, let's say in a realistic mom-and-pop store, you've got five Chapmans. Realistically. Yeah. yeah. So five Chapmans, and let's say that the store costs are, depending on whether you're pro- or the lower model. Let's say you're in the lower models because you're carrying the budget model. Let's say your costs are about $300. Well, you're out $1,500 for seven months and you don't even have a guitar in the shop. Yeah, you can't even sell it. So your money's completely wrapped up. You've got no interest coming in. I, that's a terrible investment. It's terrible. It's awful. I'm not I don't sure care how much you can mark it up. I mean, unless you can mark it up three or 400%, it's just stupid. Yep. So now Phil McKnight. Um, another good channel. If you guys haven't checked him out yet, know your gear. Um, Phil McKnight has um, the uh, got a Chapman in just recently. He got an ML2. Now I wanted to check out a Pro, so I'm. This is still just an ML2, or no, he got a Ghost Frat, but it wasn't the Ghost okay. Pro. It was a Ghost Frat. He got it in for his channel. And he showed it off, and he was talking about some of the workmanship stuff, and he mentioned exactly the same things that. They did. What happened was Guitar Center obviously is distributing it. He bought it through Guitar Center, but he noticed right away nobody had opened it and checked it out before it got to him. It was as How if it came money? right over. Here's here's what I'm gonna speculate something. Yep. How much money do you think Guitar Center gar, uh, Guitar Center is funneling into Chapman right. to get the quality levels up to carry it on national level? Because the last thing Guitar Center wants is a bunch of guitars that are gonna get returned for repair. That's right. And that's the thing. I think Guitar Center, unless I'm telling you, if, if you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm a big fan of Chappers. I've always have been. You know, I listen to George, George, um, DeGeorge, whatever he calls it. DeGiorno. Um, DeGiorno. Yeah, the DeGiorno pizza music. It's and, not, uh, it's not uh, delivery. It's DeGiorno. It's DeGiorno music. But I, I, um, I listen to DeGiorno, and the one thing that. Um, uh, I do want to say if he, I know he'll never listen to this, but it doesn't matter if Casey ever listens to it or somebody says, Hey, those guys mentioned you is, uh, look, you'd better make sure your, your guitar is quality at that level. <laughs> Cause now you're looking at, you're not looking at Riff City. Riff City might've sold, I don't know what a hundred or 200 a year. These guys are going to sell thousands. Yeah. Yeah. And this is it, huge. I mean, 
And so I said, I, I, I got to imagine there's some sort of capital being exchanged here between Guitar Center and them to make sure that they're up to quality level to carry them in the store. Now, there's, this is a boon for Guitar Center. I'm not I'm not going to back away from that idea at all. No, Guitar no. Center is going to make money on this deal because they're looking right. at the situation. They're going, look, we need a new hip product that's going to bring new faces into the store that's or right. people that are otherwise divorced from us. Outside of that, I mean, the few dealers that are in the United States, I, Riff City is the only one I even know of. Yeah, I mean, there are some mom and pops, but I think Rift City is the only one that I could name off the top of my head that carries Chapman's. Right. And and the truth is, you know, everybody sees a Chapman online and they're like, oh, I want to get a Chapman. I, I saw this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But do they really, I mean. Now, we've ragged on YouTube celebrities before, let's, but, let's, but let's be real for a minute. Yeah. Right now, the people that are cooking in the guitar industry are – the influencers on YouTube. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, the, of, of popular guitar players right now, the only one I can mention is John Mayer. That's right. And that I can think of like, that's, you know, current, like still putting, you know, pop records out and stuff. Yep. Um, and they aren't, you know, pandering to his fan base or whatever, uh, is John Mayer. But, but I stop and I think, you know, like w- what other guitars could I name? Uh, Steve Terraberry, like, uh, Jared Dines. I know, I know, don't yep. go there. Um, and you know, th- those guys, like, because they're they're everywhere right now. They're on That's YouTube right. and like they're blowing everything up. I'll tell you right now, so, Paul Reed Smith. Paul Reed Smith is has uh, um, obviously he's got a a guy in um, uh, Tyler Larson. Mm-hmm. You've got um, Kiesel is uh, that's the guy you made Steve Steve Terraberry. Um, what's the uh, company that uh, Dines has? Um, oh, we saw it because they made the seventeen. Well, he's got Or Hornsby, but but Hornsby. Hornsby, but he also has. A Chapman, yeah, oh yeah, he's got a. Um, who who's the other one? Uh, let's see, there's there's a couple other um, YouTube celebrities. Obviously, his name, Tolman. Me. his name escapes me, but I know he's here in Chicago. There's one guy that plays eight string guitars, and he's yeah. he's like in that little circle of guys. Yeah. Um, I, I forget what his name is, but Rob yeah, Scan- you got Rob Scanlon. Yeah, Scanlon, that's a, what I'm talking about. He's got a ch- uh, signature Chapman's. Three, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Not to mention, you know, Chapman himself and. Now, now Rabia, Rabia, Rabia yeah. Masad, he and oh man, what a player! You got more people that are fans of Rabia, you know. No offense, again, I'm a fan of um, of the Chappers, but more fans of Rabia than you do of Chappers. <laughs> well, yeah, and part of it's the hair, but yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Although he did bigger finally hair, bigger fan base. <laughs> yeah, big hair. He's he's a cool he's a cool dude and an excellent player, obviously. Yeah, no, he's um, incredible. And again, just because Jared Dine's not my thing, again, he has he's got a huge influence. Um, who else is, you know? But I can I can name a couple. I can only name a couple of people who are who are outside of <clears throat> the, uh, the 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 YouTube community who are make who are um, selling signature guitars. Well, John Petrucci. Yeah, people still. They love his stuff. Yeah. Um, um, to a, a smaller part, Vi. I mean, St. Vincent, Vincent Saint still. Vincent. She, she's now sold. But, to, but see, these people all have like major distribution deals and they put out signature models recently. Right. Like even, even Steve Vi, every couple of years, he's got some new gimmick coming out with Ibanez, right. even though it's basically a gem or a universe. Yeah, basically. Like, yeah. Basically, it's the same guitar. <clears throat> um, let's see. Who else? Uh, could you name uh, Satriani? But basically, J- Satriani's been putting out the JS Ibanez's. Yeah, but, 
I, I don't think those guys are getting the exposure like the dudes on YouTube are now. And that's no. the thing. Like, that's why they're all jumping on the bandwagon with these dudes right now. Well, if you think about it, you see more Petrucci, Vi, and Satriani on, on YouTube than you ever have. Right. And and you're starting to see more of the other guys. Now, uh, um, let's see. There's uh, there's some guys that are <clears throat> um, extremely popular, obviously. Who's that? Uh, <clears throat> the guy, Etsy? Etsy? Uh, that's you know what I'm talking about. He he's no, um, he's overseas. He's got like a um, mid or uh, Eastern European accent. Um, oh shoot, etchy et. Oh, ice pie. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's how you say it. ice pie or. That's it. Yeah, I'm saying it wrong because I'm saying it the way it's spelled. Oh, it's German as hell, man. Like I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, he's got he's got some pretty popular videos, <coughs> but he has no one company he goes with. He's he's kind of like Anderton in that he yeah has a large fold. And, well, he tends to be more of an engineer type, so he's like yeah. doing gear reviews and stuff. But like Jay Leonard J is another one. Yeah, he does a lot of gear reviews, but that guy's an excellent player, and I I know people who watch his videos to watch him play, oh, and and that's. That pedal show. I'm just saying, man, this is this is a boon for Guitar Center to get behind this now. That's Although it. they probably should have done it three years ago. Probably. Th- this is something that they should have been doing three years ago. And when, when Anderton's brought up the line, they should have gone to Anderton's and said, look, we want to partner with you to bring this line to market, but we want the American distributorship before Rift City did. You know, I'll be interested to see if um, Guitar Center gets the new cock amp- amplifier. The, the, yeah, that'll be interesting. The Greg, the Greg cock. Yeah. It's called the Greg because his last was name called? was already on it. So they thought, yeah. okay, it's funny, Greg Cock. Um, so he's uh, he's got that because um, he was just going to call it just, you know, obviously Cock. But then he went, well, nah. but, but, the Greg, but the Greg is perfect because yep. that totally fits his personality. Just kind of silly and like off the wall. Yep. He's fantastic. Um, Logan. Who's that guy? Pete Thorne? I've yeah, been watching a lot of his stuff lately, you know. Pete Thorne's an incredible player, anyway, man. Like he was, he was uh, Chris Cornell's guitar player. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's got a lot of gigs under his belt. Like very famous. I used to watch. Uh, who, who, who's the guy guys. that? Yeah, who's the guy that um, is playing with uh, uh, Bon Jovi now? He he um, took over Sambora's spot permanently. His name escapes me. Oh, yeah, I know. You're, I know you're talking about Phil X. I think is so. That it? Is that it? Um, he so. used to do a lot of like YouTube stuff. I see uh, Richie. Um, oh no! Oh no! He's gonna kill me if I can't remember his last name. But uh, the guy for um, uh, right now he's playing with um, Blue Oyster Cult. Still, mm. He's yeah, I know he's you're guitar talking. for Blue Oyster Cult. He has a he has a thing that lately. Um, what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. Um, I think all of these guys are now like they're following the trends of the guys that started out on YouTube. And the whole thing yeah. is like there's this whole audience there yeah. and they're all trying to tap into that. And it's fine. Yeah. But you I know mean, what's, you know what's upset bigger? By that. So you take a guy like, OK, I watch Phil McKnight um, uh, once in a while. I watch his Friday thing. He does a live Friday thing. I right. bet you that guy. I bet you that guy pulls down a grand in tips. Probably. And I watch some of these guys that are doing um uh, the guitar thing on YouTube, like Richie, and they're pulling in now. The band geek, if you want to check out Richie, the band geek. Um, mm-hmm. So he's got this live thing he does every week, and now he's doing, I think, twice a week. And I'm willing to bet you he's pulling down m- much more than a grand in tips. Oh yeah, yeah. Every probably. show. Now, if you think about that for just a minute, guys, 
those of you who are like me, lugging your gear into clubs, <laughs> this, I'm telling you, this is the new, that this is going to be the new weekend gig. Is just get together with the band, put some cameras up in the room, and play. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, well, I think we talked about that in a previous episode. Like, that's a good way to promote your band. Yeah. Why, you know, why have this thing where you're going to a club? I mean, I know there are certain people that they, that is their thing. That is their reason they do it is for that personal thing. But if well, you think I mean, about you it, still want to play live. You want to get in front yeah. of the fans too. But, but I mean, if, if you it's think not about a substitute it, for that, but it, but it's a good way to, it's a good way to get your name out there and, and yeah. to generate some revenue. Yeah. If you think about it, you know, churches have gone to that model a lot of churches are now online mm-hmm. our church is now talking about going online so that when people are sick and everything else they can they can do it i know we're way behind the times believe me um on that but that's that's a big thing um so why not bars are are treating musicians more and more like dirt and less and more and more like a commodity you can sit at home and whether you play to loop tracks or you have a band you can get um, uh, exposure and you can be a band online because right. you can do covers you can do originals and it doesn't matter but the beauty of that originals thing and this is the thing I, I think it's great for originals guys is that now you don't have to worry about the fact that only 12 people in your town like it you've got millions of towns with 12 people in them so you might be able to reach 12 million people who want to hear your stuff yeah, I mean, it's kind of like how our show's growing here. I mean, uh, we're getting you know new listeners every week, and we we yeah. see the numbers bump up, and they, we know that it's not like J- Jim and I are not really running around promoting this show super hardcore. Nope. I mean, the groups I'm a member in on Facebook, a lot of them have rules against it, and if they don't, like, I don't want to be a jerk and be like, right. hey, you know, we just talked about this in the podcast. I've done it a couple times, and I feel really cheesy doing it, so I don't. Yeah. Ooh, you should check out me. I'm just as good. No, we don't do that. Well, and then, of course, there's also DistroKid. I don't know if you're familiar with the service, um, Jim. So now if you want to get your music on iTunes and uh, the Google Play Store and uh, Amazon and all that stuff, you can go through DistroKid. You pay $20, I believe, a year, and you submit songs for free. Really? And it, it, Yeah, they handle all of it. You get billed for it. You get paid for it and everything. I wonder if they do podcasts. We should check that out. Spotify and everything. No, DistroKid is not new podcast. I was already looking at that. <laughs> you know, there's a. That's the thing, though. As we look into the future and and our crystal balls, which obviously I don't have one, um, we mine aren't made of crystal. Yeah, <laughs> mine aren't. Um, found that out at the gym. Um, more and more, <laughs> um, we're seeing uh, new ways of getting, um, you know, exposed. And not in a bad, not a bad way. <laughs> Going along with the crystal balls comment you made just a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did, I, I did another sticks joke earlier today with the, with yeah. the church, but um, anyway, yeah. I think that I think that um, more and more people need to look harder and harder at YouTube. I mean, look at. I know we've talked about them ad infinitum and ad nauseum, but look at look at Wampler. He doesn't even mention his stuff 99% yeah. of the time. Doesn't even what, a, hey. what a huge channel for, for pedal freaks too, man. Yeah. Holy crap. And yet you very, very, very se- seldom see him go, and the Wampler pedal. He, yeah, yeah. 
he talks about other people's amps. He talks about other people's pedals. He talks about other people's guitars. He talks about other people's music. He talks about other people's podcasts. He talks about other people's YouTube channel. He's just an all-around, you know, and people, you know, they, they like that. Um, and, well, you know, what's cool about Wumpler, and I haven't met any of these guys yet. Right. Um, hoping to do some of that this year. But yep. what's cool about Wumpler is that it seems like he's still genuinely a fan of music. Yes. And in, in, in a sense that, like, he's still participating in playing music. And a lot of his designs come from, from like, things he's doing. Right. Yeah, so. people don't know. I mean, the guy, you know, he write, writes music and, you know, I don't know if he's still writing music, um, but he's written music and he's, and he was, you know, he was a, it's just like us. He's a guy that wanted to be a famous musician and it didn't work out and he found another path. Everybody's yeah. got to find another path. So anyway, uh, did we want to tackle another topic or are we done now that we've talked about Guitar Center and the Chapman deal? I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll say goodbye for today. And uh, Tim, about- I hate saying goodbye. I know. But, you know, we're going to ch- start putting up a couple a week for a little while, try to get some uh, folks to um, hopefully hear some We're building the podcast here. That's right. We're building the podcast here. So, <laughs> um, anyway, for today, thank you very much. I've been Jim. And I've been David. And thank you for being practical guitarists. <laughs>